And welcome to Control Alt Deplete, episode 23. <laughs> Woo! Now coming in at 6'6. Six six. Wait, nope, that's a different number 23. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people in the Midwest will get that. Guess it was a football thing or basketball? <laughs> basketball, Michael Jordan. Oh, Michael Jordan. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was thinking that, but I wasn't sure. I don't really know much about basketball. Yeah. Well, nowadays people are all, LeBron James, LeBron James. But listen, Michael Jordan would kick LeBron Best. James' butt. And I'm not yeah, even, I, here's the thing, I say that I'm not even a Michael Jordan fan. I live in Indiana. I grew up rooting for the Pacers. We got our butts handed to us by Michael Jordan and the Bulls more times than I can count in the playoffs. And yes, I can't stand I, Michael Jordan. Uh, that being said, Michael Jordan's way better than LeBron James ever was. I gotta <laughs> say, I, I think Kobe Bryant's pretty much one of the best as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I would... He was, good. he was a beast. Yeah, no... Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant yeah. are two of the top, easily both three. of them easily in the top five, most like yeah, most likely oh, top oh, yeah. three. Uh, yeah, I'd be, I would probably put Wilt Chamberlain up there as well. Larry Bird, Larry Bird maybe. Yeah, Larry Bird's probably top ten. I feel like. Allen um, Iverson, probably top twenty. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, top top five in sound bites. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, the... Talking uh, about practice. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, I, I'd, I'd say uh, Wilt Chamberlain, just because the dude was unstoppable back in his heyday. It was a different yeah. game back then, though. Um, uh, but no, I remember there was, a, there was a thing, Michael Jordan, a long time ago. I don't know how long ago it was. It was like I said, it was back when uh, I think LeBron James was with the Heat or something, and he was asked, oh, could the Chicago Bulls beat the Miami Heat? And he was like, eh, yeah. It's like, how, by how much would you beat him by? Eh, like, by a point. It's like, only a point? They go, well, yeah, we're all, like, 50 years old now. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> he was, but it was funny because, like, he meant, like, yeah, we could beat him right now. Not, like, back in our prime. We could beat him right now. <laughs> At 50 yeah. years old, we could still beat him. Yeah. But uh, anyway, off topic enough. Uh, back to World of Warcraft because this is the Control Alt Deplete WoW podcast, not the NBA podcast. <laughs> But uh, anyway, uh, I am Buck Blind, one of your hosts, and on the right side of the screen is our other host, Mr. Bioshock. So, uh, how is it going, Mr. Bio? Going good, yep. Good, things good. Are, things are going good. Should get KSM signed, I think. Yep, yep. Yep, so that'd be yep. cool. Very nice, very nice. Uh, so, we'll jump right into it here. The, uh, the weekly affixes are fortified, storming, and bursting, so it's a pretty easy week. Uh, bursting doesn't come into play until 14 or higher. Uh, you know, just pay attention so you're not getting 20 stacks of bursting all at once and wiping the game. Yeah. But uh, eh, it's a pretty easy week key-wise, I think. Storming's super easy to deal with. It can be a nuisance, but it's not hard. Um, we also have, don't forget, the trading post mounts. Uh... We're about halfway through the month now. Actually, we're right. We're exactly halfway through the month. Yep. Uh, we got the three mounts that are available. You've got some cosmetic stuff. You've got pets that are available. So make sure get your trading tender tokens and uh, get that. Speaking of trading, this isn't in the notes, but I just popped in my head. Uh, probably something we should touch on a little bit. 
Um, I don't know if you saw it or not, but uh, Wowhead had data mined uh, some visuals uh, for visual assets for trader tokens. And it appears from this, it's not been confirmed, but it appears that Blizzard is planning on allowing people to eventually buy trader tokens with like real money. And oh. a lot of people are really mad about it. And I, I don't, it doesn't bother me. I don't, yeah, I don't really understand it. Like people that are mad about it. I've seen people mad about it that are the same people that were defending store-bought mounts and like, Hey, don't be toxic because people are using a store-bought mount. Like, how is that any, how is this any different in my opinion? That's what I'm kind of confused yeah. by. Cause it's all yeah. cosmetic. It's, it's not player power. It's all cosmetics mounts. It's transmog and it's, um, uh, pets. That's, that's all it is. So, yeah. Hey, if blizzard wants to make money, I mean, like I'm probably not going to go and buy any trader tokens, but if blizzard... I only do it if I need to get like multiple mounts, I can't get them with my tokens. Right. I might, I know what the mount looks like. Yeah. But, like if blizzard wants to sell that for in real life money. Okay, cool. Like, that's more money to go towards the game, kind of. Yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, I mean, if it'd be different if they were like, here, buy this money, buy buy the trader tokens, and you can now buy 450 item level gear with trader tokens or something. That'd be different. Uh, yeah. But it's all cosmetic, so, like, I, I don't know. For me, I don't care. It doesn't bother that me one bit. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to mention that. I, I know a lot of people are kind of a little upset about that and i'm not really understanding why because yeah. again it's very it's, it's weird because it's the same people who were defending the store-bought mounts back when uh, all that was going on i don't know if you remember that whenever store-bought mounts first became a thing and people would get up in arms about it every time there's a store-bought mount to the point where uh a certain streamer had his entire following slash spitting anyone using a store-bought mount and they literally made it so you can't slash spit on people anymore because of all the harassment people were getting yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know it was a little weird um anyway moving on uh the cre- i don't know it's not creation catalyst but the catalyst is out i can't remember what it's called but we have our catalyst it's in the exact same spot as last season. Yeah, it's like an inspiration catalyst or something like that is what it's called. But, but yes, yeah. catalyst is out, so go turn your gear into tier if you need to. Uh, there's no quest to do. There might be a lead-in quest just to take you to it if you haven't been there already. Um, I, I think most likely if you went and did the catalyst last season and did the quest line to unlock it, you probably won't get the intro quest to show you yeah. where it is. I couldn't find the quest for me because I thought yeah, I didn't the quest to figure out where it's at. Like, couldn't yeah, find the quest same. I, I didn't get it either. My oh. guess is it's only for like new players that didn't do it already last season. Um, yeah, but there's nothing you have to do for the quest. It literally is just there. Like you, you get the quest and it takes you to the location and then you turn in the quest. That's it. Yeah. It's, it's just it's just a guide. Is all it is. Um, there's nothing you have to do to get your charge. No quest you have to complete to get the charge. You just automatically get a charge every week. So go and use yeah. it on your tier if you don't have it already. Uh, but yeah. Um, I know you made some pieces yesterday, right? Yeah, I got almost all my tunes have two set. And I have two tunes with four set. Nice. And my book should get four set th- today. But yeah, yeah. So 
I used the cast quite a bit this week. Nice. Yeah, I know I used it to turn some uh, some bracers into best in slot bracers, and uh, on my demon hunter, my druid, I got my two set on it by using the catalyst. And I yeah. don't think I messed it with my paladin because I already have a two set and I don't have a third, so I'm waiting to get a third piece, and then I'll then I'll do it. That's my recommendation: is if if, if it will. If using the catalyst will get you a set bonus, go ahead and do it. If using yeah. it isn't going to get you a set bonus, so if you don't have tier yet, or if you don't have uh, your, if you only have a two set and not a three set, don't bother using it. In my opinion, because that way, let's say you turn your chest into tier, and that gives you three set. Well, then let's say you're in the raid, and the chest drops for you. And you get the chest. Cool. You already have it. Uh, so I would, I would, I would wait until you kind of know what your third piece is. That way, you can make sure you don't get a, co- a duplicate on accident. Just yeah. my, my personal opinion. You don't have to listen to me. Do whatever you want. Just that's how I would approach it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, you want to take us to the next part? Because I know you're our guru on this subject. Um. So I said in the last podcast that EWC was starting on the sixteenth. I was wrong. It started on the 14th or 13th, 13th or 14th. And it's just offline mm. games. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So the only way you could watch it is by watching the players that are streaming their games. There was no channel gotcha. to tune into to watch all the games. Either. If you wanted to watch CD play, you had to go to his stream. If you want to watch Bean play, you had to go to his stream. You had to change streams to see to watch who's facing who. Gotcha. Um, but that should be different. Tomorrow, I think, is the first uh, LAN one. I don't know if it's LAN, but I mean... Um, it's the one that, that wows. Yeah, broadcasting, exactly. Okay. Yeah, so that should that should be tomorrow, and it'll probably take most of the day, because I think they do Europe first, and then NA. Gotcha. That's what they've done in the past. So they're talking, like, looking at 10, 12 hours of the uh, game nice. happens tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, my guess is that'll be broadcast on... Twitch, possibly YouTube. also YouTube. Uh, it just de- YouTube. it just depends. I don't know if they're. I don't know how that's working. Um, I don't know if. if oh, true. Because I don't know if, if if Twitch has. I don't think the the policy has gone into effect. Although I think for partners and affiliates it has, but I don't know if if Wow if if the Wow they're page not, counts as either Twitch or a partner or affiliate. Um, well, they, they don't. Even, they only can have followers. They don't have subscriptions or donations. Okay, so yeah, they're all. not in that. Um, that also means that. Uh, also, I also wondering like because technically, Wow's got enough. You know, Blizzard's got enough money that if they want to, they can set up. You know, two computers and have one streaming to Twitch and one streaming to YouTube, and can yeah. have complete separate. Because I think the only thing they're. I mean, I don't know. I don't know exactly how the Twitch is doing their crap it's it, it's very confusing it doesn't make sense but anyway yeah. most likely it'll be on twitch and youtube uh, uh, so and, yeah. and there's a lot of people that do watch parties so you found right. a lot of wow streamers that are kind of top end that are just content creators will have the streams going and they'll be commenting themselves so you'll find tons of those you'll find with the blizzard channel on twitch and youtube and you'll find all these other creators also nice. tuning in to give their two cents as well so It'd be easy to find it. So, yeah. Very nice. Mike's getting a little quiet. I don't know if you want to move it a little closer. That should be good. Um, anyway. Is that any better? Yes, that's much better. 
Okay, uh, cool. Then we also have the uh, currently going on, started today. It's going to run until, I believe, July 11th, I want to say. Uh, I think so. July 11th or July 3rd? Wait, yeah, July 11th. Um, you have the Welcome to Sanctuary event, part of the second part of the Diablo 4 event. Uh, this is the part that has your 50% XP bonus, 50% reputation bonus. Uh, so definitely farm some rep, level yep. your alts, whatever you want to do. Uh, we'll have a speed run here in about three weeks, probably. Uh, and then uh, and and Bioshock's gonna race me, right? Right? I mean, I'm racing to prove I already beat you. <laughs> sure, sure, buddy, sure. <laughs> uh, yes get your leveling done and i know i'm gonna try to farm some rep in whatever downtime i can find uh but yeah that's pretty much the news so uh let's jump into some ptr tuning seems like it's been mainly what we've been able to cover because that's about the only news we've had for the last yeah weeks. yeah um so one thing that they are doing, I'll cover this real quick. Uh, primordial stones in, in 10.1.5 are going to be getting nerfed by, or at least the damage dealing ones are getting nerfed by 40% uh, because they don't want people to continue using the... Um, 424 ring. Yeah, exactly, the 424 ring. They want you to be able to use the, the top end rings instead of being held back to that. Yeah. Um, so what they are doing is certain classes and specs that that hurts quite a bit. They got a lot of their damage from that. They're going to get some buffs. Um, so let's see. So the DKs, uh, their goal, their ghouls now are some of ours dead now inherit 85% of the health instead of 50%. Um, death coil healing increased by 75%. Blood DK is getting all damage increased by 8%. Vengeance DH is getting all damage increased by 4%. That's all. Those two are, are basically due to the uh, the buffs or the, the nerf. They're compensating for the nerf, so there's not really much of a change in their actual damage. Right. Um, Druid as a class. Rebirth now costs 2% of base mana where it used to be 0. Uh, That's the, fine. The cost is unchanged for Guardian Druids that are in bear form. Uh, if you want to go over the balance and feral changes, since you know those. Sure. All right. Uh, balance just got this mana regeneration reduced. So it's now 100%. It was 150. Yep. So that's the only change there. Uh, feral, same same deal with our mana regeneration as well. They increased Ferocious Bite by 5%. And Darkfixation, which is the shred that gives you the 5% damage buff, is now 8%. So that makes up for the ring, I guess. So now you have a new shred with the our fixation, you'll have 8% increased damage to that one fixated target. Yep. Primal Claws is the one that um, Dark Fixation is going to take over. It's in the it's in the second row at the very top. It'll be right in the middle. And it's uh, the prim prim Primal Claws was like, I think, doing new extra combo points, I think. I don't remember. No one uses it, though. So that'd be nice to get that out of there because it's garbage. Uh, Dark Fixation is a one, one rank talent, whereas Primal Claws was two, I believe. So I think I'm always a fan of them making talents one, one node, like one rank. So you're not wasting like tons of points, getting like rank two of stuff or rank three right. even. So I, I, I will get to it, but 
the, the evoker is very very much like that in the next little bit the next patch is like they're getting rid of a lot of these two rank talents making them one rank so i think it's i think it's really good for the game i agree um yeah you want to take some guardian resto yep so for guardian druid hi there Tatharian. say hi to the podcast world and now go <laughs> over there and do something else instead of climbing on my desk <laughs> <laughs> so Guardian Druid is getting all ability damage increased by 6%. Uh, again, that's just mainly making up for the Onyx Amulet. Did Rest... Guardians use the Onyx Amulet? Um, I, f- I don't know that like top players were using it, but I know it's it's it was good for them because any any melee class is going to be a decent benefit. Um, I'm yeah. not sure that it was actually being actively used. Let me check here and see. Guardian Druid out of the top 50 in Raider IO, 34 are using it. So, yes, uh, it is being used by it is the best in slot ring. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, so that's probably going to hurt a little bit, even with the 6% increase. Yeah, I might make up for it. We'll see. Um,. Resto Druid, all ability damage is increased by 25%. Now, one of the notes they said is you're going to be buffing some healer damage. Um, yep. and, and because of this, it's going to increase healer DPS. It's not necessarily compensating, but they said they felt there's room for healer damage to increase anyway. Um, so, yeah, Resto Druid, all ability damage increased by 25%. What are you doing? Hmm? His head get down. Alright, uh, and then they also fixed a little bug issue that causes Life Bloom to cost more mana than intend- intended when using the Undergrowth talent. Um, yeah. Now, I've been getting into Resto Druid a little bit, so I'm kind of understanding what some of that stuff is at this point, which is nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, the next topic on the PTR notes is oh. Evoker. Oh. Uh, so oh. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and handle Evoker real quick. Uh, it's <laughs> terrible, it's awful, don't worry about it. The changes don't matter. Now, we're going to let our resident expert on Evoker take it away, Bio. Okay, so in this week's PTR, they wanted to state that in order of the specialization, that uh, the order of specializations has changed in the talent paint. This will be reverted in the next PTR. Reverted? What do you mean by Okay, I don't understand that, but I'll move on to the talents anyways. So, Source of Magic. Oh, hang on. I know what that is. All they're saying is. Um, like at the bottom on your like so like when you're choosing between specs the little tabs at the bottom that's all that is saying oh okay okay i see cool yeah Yeah, so this first talent was a new talent source of magic i think if i remember correctly you put on a healer and it would give them mana and use empowered abilities um but now it's changing so when you put it on increase the target's healing and damage done by three percent which is 3%, 3% damage is nice. They throw that on like a yeah. priest. Like a, like if I play my evoker, throw it on shadow priest or something. Like the healing is good too. Like, I guess it just depends on like if the healer needs it or not. Because it does healing and damage. So I, I don't know. I think it's just good in general. Um, potent mana, the one that we just talked about, the damage one, healing. Is now located in the regenerative magic's previous position in row eight beneath source of magic. Yep, it is right in um, the middle of the uh, third to last row. Yeah, I've got the talent um, calculator pulled up over here. So. Okay. <laughs> so in case we need to look up anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. 
Um, Regenerative Magic has been redesigned. Now increase your leads by 3%. I don't really care much for that. Regenerative Magic has, moved, has been removed to row 6 beneath Instinctive Arcana. And this is this is where I was talking about with them getting rid of the two rank and making them to one rank. Right. You got Draconic Legacy has been reduced to one rank plus two. One rank value uh, value is equal to the previous two rank talent. So six percent for one point as opposed to three then six for the two points. Nice. So that's just more points to spend, which is cool. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Draconic Legacy positions and swap with inherent resistance. Not sure where exactly. What's inherent resistance? Inherent resistance. Uh, position of a swap. Okay, so Draconic Legacy is now in the very middle, uh, like smack in the middle. So like the the okay. middle the middle section where like you have your yeah you, know, you have like each talent tree has the first tier, then the second tier, and then the third tier. It's yeah. literally in the middle row in the middle spot of that third that uh, second tier. Um, right. And then, what was the other talent? Inherent Resistance? Yes. That is just to the left. So they just flip-flopped, like, left and right, basically. Oh, okay. uh, Inherent Resistance just reduced the magic damage that you take by 2%. And it had uh, two points that you could spend in it. I got another question for you to look up, since it's already looking. What is right. Blast Furnace? Blast Furnace. It was reduced to one rank, was two. So Blast Furnace is, it's in that middle tier, bottom left of it. Uh, Blast Furnace, fire breath damage over time lasts four seconds longer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember that now. So it's just made it a one rank talent set of two, which is cool. Awesome. Um, so Augmentation, just two things. Uh, spatial Paradox, which if you don't know, is when you put on a healer, it increases their range by 40 yards for healing, so they can for like a pally, they can use that and then have to get melee. Uh, but it's not permanent, obviously. It's a cooldown. Yeah, two minute cooldown lasts for ten seconds. Yes, so I think it's really, uh, really cool because like that definitely exactly is that useful is. for raid. Yes, yeah. So you can use it on like a, a dev, uh, preservation invoker or like holy pally, or to anyone that needs to reach really far. You know, like. I'm thinking like fights like the last boss at Oldemon, he's getting cutted around, and your healer can't right. quite heal because he's getting cut off, you can just throw it on him, you can heal with like a 60, 80 yard range or whatever it would be. Yep, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so it's certain fights that would be really nice. Um, the mana regeneration was reduced a little bit, which is, I think it's still fine. Yeah, like, I you never have... You never have mana issues with the DPS. Only when yeah. you're healing spells is the DPS so you use up your mana. Well, and so I think one thing they also did a while back, uh, a few weeks ago, is they increased the mana regen by 150% for everything. I think they're just kind of dropping that down a little. It's like, yeah. and it's not that it's it's still more than it was, but it's there's kind of, they, I think they just decided they went too far. Now they're kind of bringing too heavy. It, yeah, bringing it back to more what they're looking for. Yeah. Um, preservation's got two things. Uh, this is their spell and ability damage increased by 10%, not active in PvP. Because, uh, like, uh, I was watching some, is that to get off topic, I was watching some AWC, and Sidhu was playing his Preservation Evoker, and when he didn't need to heal, he's pumping big damage. So, that, if they get that 10% applied to PvP, they'd be broken, because they already do a lot of damage as a healer. But, for PvE, still, it's a good change. 
Gotcha. Life Giver Slam that heals for 35 to 70% of damage done was 40 to 80, so a slight nerf. Uh, um, what do we got going on? Okay. Mage. Yeah. Um, there's a new talent on the very bottom right of the talent tree in the class position called Mass Barrier. And it's a two minute cooldown, so when you pop your like icy barrier or whatever, Everyone in the certain radius, like 40 yards, gets that shield as well. Nice. Yeah, so it's it's two minute cooldown, but it's, I mean it's not bad. Like, it's like it, I think fully geared, it's like around 100k shield. So. Oh yeah, well I, I know it's a big absorb shield, but if it's like especially in a uh, mythic plus situation, that's excellent because you can put it on the whole party. Yeah, yeah. Which is really cool. I think it's a good change. Yep. And it sounds like it was having issues where it was uh, casting on pets. That's not yeah, ideal. Pet, <laughs> yeah, you don't, you, don't to, you don't want to shield pets, really. I, I, don't, Unless it, I don't need yeah, go on. Mr. McMuffin bites a lot uh, to have a barrier shield. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple of changes for Frost is uh, they fixed an issue with them avoiding sending ice lands. Water up until longer than intended. Uh, that just goes with, like, so there's icy veins, and it's now a two minute cooldown. Thermal Void increase it from 20 second duration to 25, plus using crits, it extends it by 0.5 seconds. You can keep it up, you know, probably around 40 seconds, but I think they're trying to lower that, so it's not up for that long. Right. Uh, they fixed an issue with Thermal Void's Glacial Spike, not extending Water Elemental. I was a little confused about it. I didn't know you could extend... Oh, no, no, no that makes sense. Sorry, yeah, yeah. If you can extend your, your uh, Icy Veins, it means you extend your Water Elemental, too. Yep, yep. Because they're off the whole duration. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, the extension with Glacial Spike, instead of being 1.5 seconds, is now 1 second. And Cold and Snap, remember how I tell you the Cone of Cold resets the cooldown in Calm and Storm and Frozen Orb and all that stuff? Mm -hmm. uh, the Cold and Snap no longer resets Blizzard, so you can't double Blizzard, which is not a huge deal. So I don't think it's that big of a I don't think it's that big of a deal to be honest. Um Quarter Cold's cooldown while while Cold Snap is talented can no longer be reduced or reset by time manipulation shift the power of Cold Snap. So I'm guessing you can't what they're saying by that is you can't use augmentation evoker and use that time skip to reset Quarter Cold. I don't think it'll work. I think it's kinda of what they're saying. You know, because yeah, time yeah. manipulation. I know Shifting Power and Cold Snap are still in the game for mages. Uh, shifting Power just like, like, reduces cooldown, so it's not going to work for Code of Cold. Cold Snap will also not work for Code of Cold. Neither will Time Skip from Augmentation. Which yeah, is okay. Which, like, it, I mean, it makes sense because yeah. otherwise yeah. you could Blizzard, or not Blizzard, you could Frozen Orb, Cone of Cold, Comet. Frozen Orb. Yeah, you could use Comet Storm too. Like Frozen Orb, Comet Storm, Cone of Cold, Frozen Orb, Comet Storm, Cold Snap, Frozen Orb, Comet Storm, Cone of Cold. Yeah. <laughs> Frozen Orb, Comet Storm. Like, yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I get that. That would be a little overpowered. You have three or four Frozen Orbs out at once. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That makes sense. It was sense a little bit much. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, the Mastery Icicles now increases ebb and bolt damage. So as before it did not increase in Ray of Frost, Ice Lance, Frostbolt, Blizzard. Um, it used to increase Frozen War, but not anymore, I don't think. Um, 
Uh, it yeah, does. So, it just ha it has different scaling on it, is what they did. Oh, it does it? Oh, I used to see Frozen Orb. Yeah, it used to be 20 or 25. Now it's 50. It reduced the damage by 15%. Well, I it see. just says that the, the mastery scaling for Frozen Orb, Blizzard, and Comet Storm is now separate from the single target spells. Okay. So it sounds like probably the AoE stuff was getting too much of a benefit and was too strong. Right. Um. Yes, so they did reduce the damage to Frozen Herb by 15%. Visual Spike cast time has been increased by 0.25. And damage reduced by 20%. Because I think it was hitting, I think I saw people hitting like 600k or something. Oof. With a Visual Spike. I don't know if it was that high. It was like, dude, I definitely saw like a 300k plus. Um, yeah, so the damage is probably justified in his cast time was two and a half and they made it two seconds now they're making it 2.25 that makes sense so yeah it was casting a little bit quick for how hard it hits i'm assuming your haste reduces that cast time as well yes okay and with the new haste ma the new haste talent it's you have tons of haste it's kind right. of crazy uh freezing wind now winds now grants fingers of frost every three seconds was two that was the, when you use frozen orb, you get ice lance procs, you just proc for a long, as long as your orb is out. So you just keep spamming your ice lance, so just make it so like, it doesn't proc every two seconds, every three seconds, you know? Uh, oh, my nose itchy. Um, fix it issue with freezing winds not properly stayed in the player's multiple frozen orbs are cast. Ray of frost damage has been increased by 15%. Um, Lonely Winter got a nerf. The damage of Frostbolt, Ice Lance, and Flurry is, is da damage by 15%, was 25, so it's a 10% nerf. Uh, Slick Ice Swap Position with Tree, uh, Thermal Void, the Thermal Void Swap Position with Tree, with, with, in the, the tree within Slick Ice. I'm not reading that right. Um, Chiropathy damage reduced. Totally Ray, Ray Frost damage Okay. Glacial Salt now increases damage of enemies you take by 6% was 2. That's an increase. Oh, it doesn't stack though. Um, just kind of move along, move along. Icy Veins, Water Elemental no longer increases the damage enemies you take from you, and you said increase the frost damage you deal. So they're nerfing the Water Elemental a little bit. Cause I, I was seeing some people testing Frost AoE Burst on the PTR. And, um, it was like the burst was insane. Like the AOE burst was insane. So I think getting the damage away from the water elemental, so it's just is probably good. It, it, the nerf was coming for sure. Everyone knew it was. Right. Um. Frigid exposure, icy veins. Frigid exposure renamed to frigid empowerment. Frigid empowerment increases the, the frost damage you deal by three percent up to fifteen. So it's just some frost changes. Like, most of it's tuning because they are pumping right now they do a lot of damage so yeah i think it's through, through monk yeah so with uh some brewmaster changes uh i know i think you and i talked about this a little bit the uh there's a new talent press the advantage uh your auto attacks reduce the cooldown on your brews by 0.5 seconds and block your target's chi dealing additional nature damage and causing them to take 1% increased damage from your abilities for 10 seconds. 
110 stacks, your next cast of Rising Sun Kick or Keg Smash consumes all stacks. Strike again at 100% effectiveness, so you get a double hit on those. Uh, the bonus attack and trigger effects on behalf of Tiger Palm. Um, and this talent replaces Tiger Palm, which is nice uh, because uh, Tiger Palm, um, especially in uh, Mythic Plus, like it, it's it's not something you use unless it's a single yeah. target. But it also you're supposed to use it defensively to reduce your uh, cooldowns on your bruise, um, which also like is is necessary because you're defensively we're defensively pretty weak and yeah. uh however like using tiger palm over spinning crane kick is a massive dps loss as well so you really yeah. are, are hurt by that so this kind of replaces that and makes it your auto attacks do what tiger palm was doing uh, which is way better uh, this should help a little bit defensively not amazing but a little bit um dude I don't talk about you get to it, but damn those damage buffs to Brewmaster, man. <laughs> Woo! Yep, yep. Um, can you do me a quick favor? And I think it's your your headphones. I'm hearing myself in your in your mic. I don't know if you just want to turn your headphones down a little bit. There, if that sounds better, right there. I've never had this issue before. I know I've had the issue on my end where you were you were coming up in my mic because I had my headphones up too loud. Um, I'm not sure why it's. I, I don't normally hear on yours. Is why why I was confused. Uh, yeah, maybe turn it down just a little bit more. I think I'm still hearing it. I think. But uh, still, I th I think I, I think it's good now. I'm not sure. Let me see. Uh, yeah, it's good now. I think we're good. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, Let's see. So then uh, all ability damage has been increased by 7%, which is nice. That's also uh, primarily a change to compensate for the Onyx Annulet as well. Uh, but yes, Rising Sun Kick and Blackout Kick damage increased by 20%. That's pretty nice. Um, and then Tiger Palm and Invoke Nuzao the Black Ox damage increased by 50%. So the Tiger Palm won... Honestly, who cares? Because it's press the advantage ability, yeah. Mythic Plus. We're probably going to be using that. Tiger Palm is going to be the, the increase to that will be nice for like single target for raids and stuff because that'll increase single target damage. Um, yeah. Unless you're using auto attack, but uh, yeah, having having that Nizal the Black Ox damage increase that's kind of nice because that's a pretty decent cooldown for uh, Mythic Plus. Um, he just basically comes out and pumps a bunch of AoE damage, um, so having that damage increase will be a nice buff. Uh, Mistweaver Monk. All spell and ability damage increased by 10%. Does not apply to PvP. Again, compensating for the Onyx Annulment. Excuse me. Compensating for the Onyx Annulment. Uh, yeah. Ancient Teaching now heals for 135% of damage done. It was 150, so that's a little bit of a nerf. Uh, yeah, so that challenge is their their melee tree, basically. Gotcha. Ancient teachings that revolves on healing off doing melee damage. Gotcha. Now, so one of the things I, I noticed uh, in that video that you sent me yesterday about all the different uh, roles and stuff and where they're where they're sitting at for Mythic Plus um, yeah. was Mistweaver Monk actually has the highest DPS output of all the healers. Um, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. 
And it sounds like Mistweaver is actually a very, very strong healer. It's just not a popular one. And I think yeah. part of that is is the play style is not great. Yeah, it's, it's not a great play style. Uh, anyway, Font of Life now increases Essence Font's initial heal by 25%, where it was a static amount. So now that's a little bit of a buff there, I think. And then Windwalker, the... all ability damage you... increased by 2% for Windwalker. They have what now? Do you have the, you have the stream paused? I do not. Oh, it was just not, it was not showing up on Discord. It is now, though. Okay, I'm not sure. Yeah, no worries. It's all, it's all good now. Oh, I know why. It's because I minimized it. When I minimize it, it pauses oh. it in Discord. It doesn't pause the actual recording. It just pauses it oh, in okay. Discord. Okay. Um, and then Paladin. We got some Holy Paladin changes. Because uh, they're going through the reworks. A lot of stuff on there. Commanding light. A lot light. of changes. Yeah, a lot of changes. Commanding light increases the transfer of Beacon of Light by 10%. Was well, 20, so that's a nerf. Looks like these are some rolling back some of the buffs they had. Uh, Glimmer yeah, light damage gonna, has been nerfed. Overshoot, they kind of overshoot the, the uh, remakes of the classes recently, so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there's nothing I, wrong with that. It's, I mean, it's, that's, oh, no. this is the time to do that, is in PTR, not in live. So. Yeah. Like they did with Rat Pally, <laughs> where yep. Pally came to live OP. <laughs> Holy Shock Healing was nerfed by about 5%. Uh, fading Light now forms an Absorb Shield based off 10% of the damage or healing dealt instead of 20. Veneration now heals for 180% of damage done, was 250. Avenging Crusader now activates for 8 seconds through Awakening. Shield of the Righteous now reduces the cooldown of Crusader Strike by 1.5 seconds instead of 2. Daybreak has a new animation. Awakening can now only trigger in combat. Awakening stacking buff duration increased to one minute. It was 30 seconds. So that sounds like a buff there, actually. Uh, fix an issue that prevented judgment from functioning with fading light. Fix an issue that caused holy shocks from rising sunlight to not cast if the target was over 40 yards away after the initial holy shock. All spell and ability damage increased by 10%. That is most likely compensating for the amulet. Avenger Crusader now heals for 360% instead of 400% of damage done. Intercession now costs 2% of base mana. That's their uh, battle res, I believe. Yeah, uh, I think so. And then Overflowing Light Absorb Duration is now 8 seconds, or it was 6 seconds. Yeah. Uh, so now we go to Prop Pally. Word of Glory now costs 10% of base mana. Big whoop. Honestly, don't even care. Uh, mana isn't something that is an issue for Prop Pally's. Uh, yeah. Mana regeneration increased by 100% instead of 150%. So that's normal. Uh, all ability damage increased by 4%. But again, that's compensating for the Onyx Amulet. Rhett Pally, you want to take us through that since you've been playing Rhett lately? Sure. Intercession, the battle res is the same as uh, the other specs. is 2% of base mana. Word of Glory now costs 10% of base mana. Mana regen has been reduced by 50%. Hammer of Wrath generates holy power when cast on immune targets, so you always don't have to worry about like throwing a hammer of wrath and not getting your holy power. Uh, the fix the, fix the tooltip errors for jurisdiction. Not sure exactly what that is. Fix a tooltip issue with crusade when applied by instrument of retribution and all damage increased by two percent. So I don't think I, I don't know how much how they use the on cannulet. Probably a decent amount because a lot of melee do, but. 2% compared to other classes, what they're getting seems kind of low. But that, that being said, Red Pie is really strong right now. Yeah, and it also is possible that the... I mean, the Onyx Annual is used by 26 of the top 50 Red Pallies. 
so it definitely yeah. is is pumping some damage for them. Uh, but yeah, it, it it may be that also they've got other buffs planned, or perhaps it's just that they don't. Maybe maybe this is honestly they're trying to nerf Rep Pally slightly. Yeah, yeah. Um, Discipline Priest. All spell and ability damage increased by 10%. Does not apply to PvP. That's also, again, compensating for Onyx Amulet. Um, Atonement now deals 36% of all damage. It was 40. That's a slight nerf there. Um, Holy Pally. All spell, or Holy Priest. All spell and ability damage increased by 10%. Not a huge deal. Again, just compensating for the Amulet. I'll let you take over for Shaman. You've been uh, playing both Ellie and, and, well, more Ellie than Antonyx, honestly. But yeah, you yep. go over that, Sorry, the Shaman. Um, yeah, so I'm going to throw you imagine it. Hold on, I got a terrible taste in my mouth. Gross. <laughs> Get a drink of that disgusting water. Oh, I took a pill for my heartburn, yeah. and it, like, sits in my throat and has a terrible taste. Oh, anyway. Um, so, I'm going to briefly touch on this developer's note um we want to encourage players to replace their dragonflight season one set with the new season two set and lowering the haste value from season one set the new two set has introduced some interactions with chain lightning where the spell might be used even on single target encounters that was uh so for the four set for enhance when you use uh sundering you get the damage increase it increases your lightning or chain lightning damage by 100 percent so people even on single target were using it hit like 200k single target hits with this chain lightning right so it's quite strong nice um yeah so, so they're, they're nerfing that we'll get into it but they're they're nerfing it by quite a bit gotcha um chain lightning spells only used when fighting multiple enemies we are increasing the damage to your core melee attacks which will boost your damage up to compensate for the tier set value adjustments and make your damage profiles less reliant on dragon flight set bonuses combination of all these changes you increase your single target damage slightly while keeping aoe damage roughly the same so the damage increases you have storm strike and wind strike which is the same ability depending if you're at ascendance or not damage increase by 20 percent not pvp though lava last damage increased by 20 percent not pvp ice strike damage increased by 20 percent and then the tier set changes is the vault of the incarnate's force set now grants 0.5 percent haste uh was one percent um Abris four set is readjusted. Next two chain lightnings cast that deal twenty percent increased damage was a hundred percent. So that's quite a big nerf. Yeah. Interesting. Um I mean obviously Yeah, so your next two chain lightnings it's an eighty percent nerf right there. That's that's pretty big nerf. That's a Big nerf, yeah. But uh, I also know that, uh, especially in raid, I've been seeing a lot of uh, heavy damage from uh, enhanced shamans. I don't, I don't know if they needed that nerf when it comes to mythic plus. What the chain lightning nerf? Yeah, I mean, I think it's sort of nerf. They should have nerfed from 100 to 75 or something. Because go yeah. from 100 to 20 is a little harsh. Yeah, I feel like that's really rough for a four set bonus. I mean, yeah. a four set bonus should do a lot of damage. Yep. I mean, my damage is increased by about 20k DPS from my four set bonus on my right. on my Vengeance Demon Hunter. Yep. <laughs> like, 
uh, and now that's obviously it is a pretty strong four set, but still, like, yeah, that seems a little bit rough. Yeah. <coughs> hmm. Um, then just matter regeneration was tuned a little bit like every other melee or hybrid. Uh, Rust of Shaman, healing, uh, spell and ability damage increased by 10%. So that's normal Warlock, Nightmares with redesigned, you now increase the amount of damage required to break your fear by faster 60%. That's whatever. The one that a lot of Warlocks look looking to cosmetic-wise is the fact you can bar you go to the barber shop and you can change the appearance of your demons now. Um, and it, some of them look pretty cool, I have to say. Um, yes, if, yeah. Um, then Warrior, I don't know if you want It's just the ability damage increased by 6%. And that's... That's about it. Yep, yep, yep. There's um, PvP changes, but they, I'm not, not not really significant enough. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I don't know how much Siege of Orgrimmar you're running, but uh, you can now skip directly to the Inner Sanctum on all characters in your account if you have defeated Garrosh Hellscream in Siege of Orgrimmar. Uh, you can Inner get, Sanctum, what's that? Uh, it's just going skipping a, a large part of the raid so if you're trying to just get uh, the mount and the shoulders from Garrosh Hellscream oh you can, can you skip right to Garrosh uh, the shortcut implemented uh, says that we hope this shortcut implemented here will allow players who've experienced this part of the story before to skip directly to the final showdown for a chance at earning those unique collectibles so yes yeah, so looks like you can just go straight to uh, Garrosh if you've already killed him it's dope. Yeah, so that's great for uh, transmog runs and mount yeah, farming. Yeah. I've been wanting to run Siege of Ogamar, but I don't want to run. It's a long raid. Yes. You know? so, yeah, it says uh, you can skip by reading the scroll hanging on the wall near Lower Master Cho at the entrance. Um, oh, okay. They also adjusted some boss health in classic dungeons during chromie time. Uh, it says that uh, health values for some classic dungeon bosses were not scaling. Uh, correctly in chromie time and this change brings chromie time in the present timeline into better alignment uh, and again you know, the, that skip for the Siege of Orgrimmar that is going to be for the next patch not this one Yeah, uh, just as a heads up yeah um, and it says they've updated some legacy raids to drop bind on equip items more often when running them solo so okay. they said that we found that some legacy raids had a very low BOE drop rate. So this changes to make farming those transmog items easier. It's yes, nice. because there's certain, there's certain items like uh, from Tomb of Sigaris, where a lot of core pieces like the belt or the pants or whatever is like a BOE. And to finish your set, you want to get it. So you go to the auction house, some people are charging 200, 300k for these belts, you know? So Right. Yeah. Alright, so yes, that is pretty much it for the PTR tuning. Yeah. Um, there's not really any tuning going on on live right now, which is... Nope. I I, I, I got used in the first season to have tuning and, and changes and nerfs and buffs almost every single week to the dungeons. And, you know, it's one of the things I think has made this season a bit better than the first dungeon or first season is I think the dungeons are more finely tuned. Uh, and they're, they're, we don't have a bunch of easy dungeons or a bunch of overly hard dungeons. I think they're pretty well tuned. Uh, perhaps the only yeah. complaint would be Avalanche and uh, Neltharian Slayer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. anyway, uh, I know you're excited to probably 
discuss this a little bit. Uh, but well, we I'm, had... I, I'm able to see the whole thing, but yeah, continue. Uh, Preheat had a uh, Q&A with Graham Berger on Augmentation Evoker. The senior game designer for, yes. uh, for a lot of classes, I think, especially Evokers. Yep, yep. Um, so these are some highlights that Wowhead had. Uh, so you, know, you can always check on the Wowhead article and watch the full video yourself. Uh, but anyway, yes, it's not it's not too long. It's only an hour. It's only an hour. It's thirty four minutes long, so it's not gotcha. bad. Yeah, it's not bad at all. Uh, but yeah, so some notes on like the evolution of Evoker. They had always wanted to add on to Evokers and tell more of their story, um, especially through Emberthal's story. Um, they also wanted to push more on the Black Dragonfly because they didn't really do yeah. too much of that when it comes to Evoker. Yeah, because like. Preservation is green and bronze, whatever. And then devastation is right. fire and blue and stuff. So, yeah, there's not a whole lot of black dragon magic used yet. Right. Um, let's see. Uh, so yeah, they said one of the things uh, doing it, not doing it at the launch, uh, gave them the opportunity to kind of test it out more and. Um, see one kind of how evoker played to begin with but also they just wanted to be confident that augmentation is going to work properly before they rolled it out and yeah. i have said it many times i am all for pushing stuff off to make sure that it works properly uh yes. i would much rather have a delayed game that works properly than have a rush game that's broken yeah <laughs> like i i don't know but i don't i don't understand people get mad when when games get delayed and i take that as a good sign um yeah but uh, why is it a DPS role? They said they wanted to make sure they could fulfill the promise of buffing your allies and increase, increasing their damage without disrupting the dynamic of dungeons and raids. As a damage dealer, we could go wild with the tuning and let player apply players apply impactful buffs without just nodding to it. Uh, I don't feel like that really answers the question. But... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, this is the part that I find interesting. Potential for more support, support specs. Uh, it said, we're always looking for opportunities to add more to the game, but it has to be the right moment. Dragonflight and Returning to the Dragon Isles presented that moment. Uh, they're interested to see the community's reaction to augmentation first, and if there's su support for more of this playstyle, it's something we'll discuss. So That's it's awesome. kind of like kind of like you and I, whenever they first announced yep. augmentation, what we were discussing, like what could, if, like one, we figured they're going to have just this, and then we'll see, yeah. we're gonna see how it rolls out, how it plays, how much people like it. If it was well liked, if it was hated, we'll see. Uh, but then, yeah, we'll have more. I think we'll have a lot of other roles that potentially could be turned into that or added to be that support role. Um, the combat log, enter the hooks in performance. Um, they want to make sure that players have the tools to improve. Uh, up front, we have quick things like Ebon Might Bar on the UI to give some simple feedback to the player. Combat log hooks are in progress, but they're a massive undertaking and it's very new for a while. So that's where making it show up correctly as your damage, even though it's 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 other people's damage. And they said they have several that are already working and are being attributed to the augmentation evoker. Many more are coming and you'll be seeing more of that in the, in the upcoming weeks. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, more than this week. Yep. Yep, they say looking. they're looking to have the bulk of those out with 10.1.5, but there's going to be room for improvement beyond that as well. 
Right. Um, as far as PvP, there's no additional rules on dungeon or PvP queuing for augmentation. Um, which I feel like maybe you should maybe they should have a rule as far as like if you're if you're just queuing up in like dungeon finder or raid finder or pvp well maybe not raid finder but like if you're queuing up pvp or dungeon finder maybe there should be some kind of rule set there that doesn't allow you to have more than one augmentation in the group yeah because i feel like that could maybe struggle there if you have multiple if, if you have multiple augmentation evokers as a dps in a dungeon um yeah that'd be kind of weird Although, well, it says right here, uh, the current balance of personal damage versus buffing is still being iterated on, but the plan is having is that having two augmentation evokers queued in the same dungeon should still be successful. Uh, okay. Now, it says if you're doing a plus 20, then having multiple augmentation evokers won't be successful, uh, similar to bringing the same as any spec in WoW. Uh, augmentation shares... Augmentation's share of damage to buffing will likely be shifted very significantly in PvP because the gameplay is just so different. Uh, so that's interesting to see how they adjust it for PvP. Yeah. Um, on utility and defenses, approachability is huge for augmentation. Part of that's making it more survivable because they need to be alive. Uh, but they still need allies to be successful. Group utility essential to this new role to make it appealing. Defensives will keep an eye out for tuning, but overall they're happy with the package. Uh, we consider making adjustments if groups run no healer with augmentation. I don't. I don't see groups going no healer with augmentation. I don't either, to be honest. Um, but uh, yes, his larger they, investment pick up more of the healing and the talent tree. Like, they have like two talents in their whole spec that actually revolves around healing right that's very mediocre healing it's just an emerald blossom yeah and if you want to take us through the rest of the stuff i assume you got the article pulled up yeah so what part you got uh, personal damage for uh, uh comp com competition with devastation that's the next one. okay okay yeah uh bounce will be a large part of this obviously have the tools to make adjustments especially for differences in dungeon and raid uh it's a concern but we'll continue to monitor and be vigilant it's also a factor of what allies you're buffing for augmentation. Yeah, so I I think personally, even if they get all the the uh, the details and the the damage logs working, right? I still think that you're gonna see uh, devastation above augmentation. I, I personally yeah. think that's gonna be the case. Yeah, I, I like I, it. So I, I don't think there's much competition. I feel like the logs. Simply because Evan might, like, I don't know how in PTR are you, they're saying there's some kind of an Evan might bar, but Evan might is just like what haste or, or it's uh, versatility, versatility. By about 10%. so like that's pretty sure. that's hard to gauge that in combat logs when you're just yeah. providing the stat increase, it's hard to gauge like how much damage you're actually increasing there, yeah. Um, so something like Ebon Maya, I find it hard as far as how they're going to uh, hook that into combat logs. Yeah. Um, and have that show up in your DPS. So I feel yeah. like I feel like augmentation is always going to be lower on the DPS charts than most of the other DPS classes. As it should, I think, because like Yeah, yeah you're buffing your teammates more than yourself. Yeah. 
Well, and again, you like get, you're getting some, you're getting some damage that they're doing put into your UR, so you can't you can't account for the breath of eons damage. You can't account for the uh, the damage increase from well, like source so, of magic. So, so breath breath of the eons. That's the one where everyone gets like increased. Was it everyone gets increased critical strike? And then no, so it's just like for like eleven seconds, it's stacks up to twenty percent of all the damage you deal. And then it explodes and permanent uh, guaranteed crit afterwards. Okay, so like that, you could that can you, you could get to show up on combat logs pretty easily. I feel like because it's just it's just calculating twenty percent of everyone else's damage, um, right. and then whatever whatever damage that does would show up as your damage under that ability. Um, yeah. So I think that part's easy. Uh, and then I know like the shield one for the tank that would be easy to make that show up because that's purely that ability doing damage I think the the stuff that's hard to show up is stuff like a stat buff where it's just hey four people now have 10% increased versatility how do you quantify that into a combat log Uh, right but I I think they have a lot of certain abilities that like basically just make other people do damage based off that ability like like I said, like the like the tank buff, that one's pretty easy to have show up in there. The the breath of eon should be pretty easy to have show up in there. Uh, it's just stuff yeah. that like it's just like lust. Like when you lust, when when a mage lusts for a group, everybody gets thirty percent increased haste. Yeah. You can't quantify how much damage that that actually added. You know it adds a ton of damage, but there's no yeah. way to quantify that into the logs. Uh, continue. Sorry. Oh, you're good. Um, so personal damage versus buffs. I mean, majority of your benefit of your benefit, but be based on your allies' performance and your buffs on them is the target for augmentation. Support in the name and reality. Twenty uh, percent personal damage sounds lower than they prefer. Uh, still want players to be successful outdoors. That's a concern of mine. Is that well, how you get a quest? If you're right. Kind of weak, you know. Kind of like so the same here. Yeah, so they're saying still want players to be successful outdoors and automatically buff players around you if they're not part of part of that. So it's kind of cool. You just like fight along with somebody. You guys aren't grouped up, or you kill the like, group of ads together. You can share. Oh, yeah, that's, that's definitely good. Yeah, um, having more straightforward, simple rotation <laughs> is intentional. Uh, picking allies to buff, positioning, and cooldown management are meant to be the depth of the class. I like that. Um, cause yeah. yeah, I, I, I don't think with the, with the play style, I don't think you want a complex rotation. I, yeah. I, I do agree when it's a support class, it should be more about, are you, are you buffing the right people at the right time? Right. Um, part of the approachability is making the gap between ceiling, the ceiling and the floor, not as wide. There's definitely some mastery involved that will, that will improve performance, but you can just focus on Ebonite uptime. You'll still be contributing fairly significantly. Uh, wanted to avoid micromanaging groups in raid for augmentation worker. Most things end up being auto-targeted or proximity is the solution. Uh, Ebonite prefers targets with prescience. Is that the word? Yeah, prescience. Prescience. Uh, there is an optimal optimal number for augmentation evokers that are targeted for a raid augmentation should shouldn't be necessary and it should be a choice at most 
you can run one for every four DPS. You're trying to min-max on augmentation, but it's not something they expect. That was something that me and you talked about. We thought mm -hmm. that, like, well, if, it depends on how well they do and how much buffing. It's like, well, why don't you just give them augmentation for each group? If you're running Mythic, run four augmentations, you know? Right, right. But, uh, so saying, this is like they're trying to sound like you don't need that to, to something, like, they don't, they don't think it's needed. Well, and I Which agree is, that it, it shouldn't be something that they are tuning yeah. around. Uh, but I do think, like, you're going to see a minimum of two augmentation evokers for every raid. I, I think you're yeah. going to see two augmentations every raid. Uh, potentially yep. three, uh, depending on the size of the raid. Um, one yeah. of the things that you mentioned in that part that you're talking about there uh, is kind of kind of touches back on what you had talked about either last, last podcast or the one before that. Um... Where they're talking about having a more, or part of the approachability is making the gap between the ceiling and floor not as wide. One of the things I think you mentioned, which sounds like what exactly what they're doing, is that it's it's a class and a role where everybody should be able to is going to be able to play it and do decent on it. Yeah. But you're but to like master it is going to take some skill. Um, yeah. And I think it's kind of sounds like that's what the goal of of there is, is that like hey. You can get on here and and play decent, whether or not you really understand it. But to like really hone in, you're gonna have some mastery needed. So I, I like that too. I I like I like the challenge of having that high ceiling to be different from the others. That's mm -hmm. something I'll, I'll be putting a lot of work into to see how, how good I can get it down. Right. But it's something I'm, I'm looking forward to quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then let's see stats um, and itemization will take us through that sure um, continuing to look at secondary stats mastery has already been nerfed once and will likely be nerfed again <laughs> rip, <laughs> rip. Um, need to ensure secondaries aren't as valuable as main stat but that is nothing is, but that nothing is a dead stat either expect more tuning okay <laughs> I'm not liking it so far <laughs> itemization should should itemization should matter for augmentation as much as it does for other classes. Should scale throughout the course of an tier and entire expansion. Yeah, that's just every class yeah. like that. Um, miscellaneous additional talent tree changes are coming, including the class tree that addresses some survivability issues for all evokers. Don't expect a major shift though. Augmentation was created for an form. Sorry, augmentation was created from an excitement for this new playstyle and not so much a reaction or challenge to the game one, game two situation. Interested to see a community reaction. I think, I think since they announced it, there have been changes every week, mm -hmm. which is good. Um, yeah, so they say community reaction. But it makes me think about, well, they have a lot of testing left to do. Is it really going to come out in a couple weeks? <laughs> or a month away, I should say. About a month. Well, that's the next part. Do you think it still will? Oh, well, I didn't see that. No release, <laughs> no release date yet for patch 10.5 for extra time, but they're working hard to get it out soon. Uh, I don't. I know people are saying like mid-July. I don't think so. So let me break this down real quick. So we started Season 2... On the 9th of May. So that's week one, week two, week three, week four, week five. We are currently 
on week six. So I would say seven, eight, nine, ten. So I would say July eighteenth. Oh, that okay. that is my guess is that is their target date because that's that is the halfway point of the season because uh, the right. season's probably going to be twenty weeks long. Uh, so that yep. would be the end of week ten and the start of week eleven. So I would say July eighteenth. That's my guess. Now it's possible, uh, depending on. So I guess here's the question is this. Are they planning on having a patch 10.1.7? Seven, um, yeah. If they are, then maybe they try to get that 1.5 out on like the 4th or the 11th. Probably not the 4th because that being 4th of July, they're not going to want to roll out a patch on 4th of July night. So probably the 11th. Uh, yeah. But if they're not doing a, a, point, a point 0.7 patch then you probably could see it maybe i mean they could go as far as a, a couple of weeks after that halfway point um but i'm gonna i'm gonna put my stake in that it's probably on gonna be july 18th that's what i'm gonna say okay because that's that's the halfway point that's that's week the start of kinda, week 11 kind of what i was thinking as well yeah um, but yeah, uh, so that's a good interview. There's more stuff in there, so you know, feel free to check out the full video. Yes, I still gotta it. watch the full video. Um, but uh, yeah, that is just about it. So uh, tell us a little bit about your week in WoW, Mr. Bioshock. What did um, you do this past week? I only done keys on my evoker and my druid so far. Oh, I'm a mage. I'm a mage as well. But mainly it was just like, yeah, I used the catalyst, get some tears, so most of my characters have two set now at least. Which is good. Um, just playing mostly my evoker. Very close to uh, Keystone Master now. Yep. I think two two dungeons away. One, if I'm lucky. Um, uh, yes, yeah, just Mythic Farming Tree, KSM, and then Probably focus on some alts eventually. Yep, yep. But, uh, yeah. Uh, far as myself, uh, I got KSM Monday morning when I got home from work because I left off 21 points away Sunday morning when we all finished <laughs> running. And I was like, I got to go to work. I'm so close. And I really wanted my four-piece set before the Catalyst came out. So right. uh, I got off work Monday morning. Came home and did two dungeons real quick and got my KSM, got my nice. four set, <laughs> and uh, the four set is really really nice. Like I said earlier, it's it, it's got me about a twenty k DPS increase, um, yep. which has has been impressive. Um, I like it a lot. But uh, <laughs> yep, got some open up all my vaults and everything. We did a lot of LFR last week and a lot, so I had yep. a lot of tunes with stuff on it. But uh, I'm really enjoying the Guardian Druid. Um, I probably like the Guardian Druid better than Paladin. Uh, right. Pop Pally's nice for all the interrupts and stuff, but I just I hate all the extra utility, all the blessings and everything. I don't like. I don't know. I'm, I'm really bad at like like I I will go the entire dungeon without using blessing of sacrifice a single time, and that's right. something I feel like you're supposed to use almost on cooldown to help people. I, I don't know. I just I'm not good with that kind of stuff on it. Um, yeah. But another thing I did was try out some resto healing on the on the druid. Sure. I, I do like that. 
Yeah. Uh, I want to do some more of that. I'm just a little scared to try to heal hierarchies. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just need some practice on it, I think. Maybe we'll work yeah. on that tonight after we get to get your KSM. Yeah, in. I would like, I would like to get some... I'd like to get some keys out of my warrior or something. There you go. Yeah, we could do some practice some healing. Um, maybe you could practice some guardian druid. <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, you you could practice some guardian druid. And I could heal you. <laughs> that could be that'd be interesting. A new noob tank with a noob healer. Let's see how that goes. Plus fifteens. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. Time twenties. Let's go. Right. But uh, no, no, I think uh, speaking of timing 20s, that's something I think we'll be doing here within a few weeks because I know you should get your four set tonight. Uh, I think Lynch should have his four set this week as well. I've got my four set. And I think after that, we're going to be pumping those higher keys this weekend. Yep. Uh, So definitely looking forward to that. Um, I know you, you mentioned your parents want to do some LFR, so at some point tonight we can definitely knock that out. Well, they work tomorrow, so well, yeah, not tonight. I meant this week, not tonight. Um, yeah, sometime, yeah, sometime sure. this week, we can knock LFR out with them. Yeah, and uh, yeah, have a good old time. But uh, that's pretty much my week in WoW. Okay. So, uh, you got anything else you want to talk about, or no, no, no. All right. Well, uh, you can always check us out on our socials. Uh, you can catch me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash buckblind. Also at kick, which is kick.com slash buckblind. YouTube, buckblind the demon hunter. And Twitter at buckblindDH. Bio, what are yours? Uh, QQ underscore Bioshock for both Twitch and YouTube. And I just want to point out before we let off here. You haven't frozen. I don't actually think of that, too. Yeah. Yeah, no freezing yet. We've had issues for, like, the last six, seven podcasts where every time we go to record yeah. it, ten minutes into the podcast, he just his computer just freezes. Or, well, the thing is, it only Discord just, freezes. Yeah, it's just Discord. So, I don't know. I can, I like the thing is, I can't cancel out and reopen it. Like, it just doesn't work. The only way it can get to work is by restarting. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they find yes. an update that fixed that issue or something. Maybe so. But uh, anyway, I think that is going to do it for all of us. Yep. Uh, if you want to, uh, you know, if you feel like it, uh, throw some input on anything, comment on anything, give us some comments, like, subscribe, whatever. Uh, if you have any questions or anything you want to ask questions, yeah, ask questions on, and any content you want us to cover in the future, throw it in the comments, and we'll see what we can do. Yep. But uh, that is going to do it for now. So. Hope you all have a great week, and we will see you on episode 24. Bye-bye.